Hello and welcome to the Gambler Betting Podcast. I'm Selected Bet and I'm joined once again by our very own Greg Browning. How's it going, Greg? Yeah, I'm doing good, thank you. I'm good. Glad to be good. back. Yeah, fortunately that's the last international break for to March, is that right? Yes, March. Three months, three and a half God. glorious months. Although as Scottish football fans we shouldn't really complain. We've gone from being also runs to being world beaters back to also runs again. <laughs> and also but, because I'm Serbia beat Russia five 0 that means we're better than Russia that, as well. That does indeed, yeah. We'll take that every day of the week. But um, no, it's been a successful week for the, the national team uh, qualifying for the Euro are we calling them Euro twenty twenties or are the Euro twenty twenty ones anymore? No, Euro twenty twenty. But back down to a bang with another uh, two defeats on the road. So, uh, yeah, if we're going to win one out of three, that was the one we wanted to win. <laughs> exactly. Uh, but we'll take that. So it's back to domestic action this week and the podcast. We're going to concentrate on the Scottish football card. It's a full card across the four divisions, which is great to see. Uh, and most of the games are on Saturday, so we're going to have a, a good look at those. Now, it was two weeks ago since our last podcast. Um, and the NAP one. Yep. Yeah, Ross County at home to Livingston. Um, incredibly, Livingston went off at five to six. And I really had to question uh, why on earth Livingston, who have an away record of played forty one three, could be five to six in a Premiership away game. So I was more than happy with that because what it did was it bumped up our nap to five to four for Ross County double chance and Ross County to score. Yep, that was nice. Um, you also had Motherwell to get, was it three or more corners against Celtic? Uh, I think it was four or more. Four or more. Against Celtic, and they hit, I think, six or seven, actually. Yeah, so, that's been a, yeah, that's six. Been a good bet. Was, uh, and another one that just looked a great bet, considering where Celtic had been forum-wise, but also the fact that it was at Fur Park as well, and the stats certainly backed up Celtic conceding corners as well, didn't it? Yeah, they did, and obviously I think Motherwell hit Rangers for seven. Um, a few weeks previously to that as well. So, um, Motherwell Corners this season starting to go really well. Yep, and all the other bits and pieces that we mentioned, I think probably one that stands out was Rangers to win to nil yet again. They hammered Hamilton 8 0 at a price of 4 to 5, which looks massive compared to their price to win to nil this weekend against Aberdeen, which we'll come on to uh, further. But a 4 to 5 as well to win both halves. Really? Yeah, which I thought was a massive price. Um, yeah. Obviously, they're having a fantastic season. 11 clean sheets at 13, nine points ahead. Um, and obviously a bit of pressure on Celtic on Saturday to get three yep. points at Easter Road. Yeah, there's no, uh, no room for any error for Celtic at all. But no. as I say, we'll, we'll come on to that shortly. Um, the weekend starts on Friday night, actually, in Scotland. Um, there's a championship game and Hearts visit in Fermline. We'll have a wee quick chat about that and then we'll, we'll move on to the uh, Scottish Premiership games on Saturday. So, Dunfermline. 92, which I thought was quite a big price at 888 um, at home at Hearts and Fairland have made a great start to the season, but you think 46 on Hearts is, is a fair price? Yeah, I think it's very fair. To be fair, I thought actually Hearts might have been a little bit shorter than that. Um, 46 seems for this part of the season um, not bad, but I'm guessing that's based on the fact that Dunfermline have had a pretty impressive start. Yeah, very good. Um, they obviously, I think last time out, it was a, a 0-0 scoreboard at uh, air. But other than that, though, I think they've won pretty much all their games in the league anyway. And um, 
they'll, they'll fancy their chances of actually giving Hearts a good game here. Yeah, I think it'll be a good game to watch. In fair enough, what I think they're, they're unbeaten this season with seven wins out of eight so far. The only, only block in a copybook really is that. Now and I'll draw at air. Um, I'm kind of surprised to see them as big as 92, to be honest. Um, Friday night. East End Park should be a good one to watch. I was actually quite keen to see what price Dunfermline were on the double chance, and they're eleven to ten. Um, but this will be the first kind of real test for them, I suppose. Um, Hearts, as we've discussed plenty of times so far on the podcast, should win the championship with a fair bit. They should, beats. I think. Obviously, Hearts beat Dundee six two on the opening day of the season, but I still think Hearts are still to get into second and third gear yet doing what they have to do so far. Um, not being breathtaking by any stretch of the imagination, but they're getting the job done and they're getting the points on the board. Yep, so just a watching brief for you in this one? Yeah, nothing standing out for this match. Uh, like you say, it's a shame it's behind closed doors mm. in the cracking atmosphere at East End Park Friday night under the floodlights. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Hearts were taking a massive support over the water, but yeah, it should be a good game. Um, possibly goals. There's a very good chance that Dunfermline at home will find the back of the net, as they so often do at home um, this season so far. Yeah. So I think over 2.5 goals is probably worth a look at. But yeah, uh, no bet for me for this one. Yeah, and I think these Friday night games have often served up um, decent goal tallies as well. Um, so yeah, that might be the best angle to have a look at. I just kind of think if Hearts are going to drop points this season, then away to Dunfermline on a Friday night is possibly where, where it might happen for them. Yeah, absolutely. But really tough game for Hearts, tonight, I think, on, on Friday. But they should get the job done. OK, we'll look forward to that one to get us back into the Scottish card at the weekend. But um, on Saturday, we've got five games in the Premiership. We're just going to tackle them one by one here. So the first game up is Dundee United at home to Hamilton. And Hamilton Gaffer, Brian Rice, must be starting to feel a fair bit of pressure now. Um, beaten midweek by Stranraer, which followed up that 8-0 mauling at Ibrooks um, the week before. They've now conceded what, 26 goals in the last seven games. I think they've only kept one clean sheet all season. Um, but in all honesty, I was kind of looking at this game and Hamilton being Hamilton, I still wouldn't write them off to go and do something at Dundee United. No, I think um, the, the term sugarly peg uh, <laughs> is definitely what Brian Rice is on. I think if they lose this game on Saturday, I think he could be gone. I'm actually surprised he wasn't so they lost five goals v St Johnston, four v Aberdeen, eight v Rangers. Then to lose to Stranraer straight after that and get knocked out of the Betfred Cup, I thought that was a that was the um, the last straw really. But he's still yeah. there. Um, they're playing United side though, who probably the most boring team in the league at the moment. And I say that because the last few that's games... Rich, that's rich coming from a St. Johnson fan. Uh, we're, we're in good shape, scoring <laughs> goals. Um, look at their matches. I know, 4-0 draws. 0-0 St. Johnston. 0-0 St. Mirren. And 0-0 St. Johnston again. Maybe you can go in the common denominator, actually. But it'd probably be a, a little bit unfair. I, I just think attacking-wise, they're just not offering much at all. Defensively, very strong. They work very, very hard. Um, they don't look like shipping many goals and they're not so that side of the pitch is, is, they're doing great but going forward though there's just something missing and they've got plenty mm. of attacking players yeah yeah. I suppose that's probably been the surprise really is that they kind of came up it was maybe 
a measure of the gap between them and some of the other clubs in the Championship, but they came up scoring plenty of goals and you just thought that would continue um, into the new season. Um, they've only scored 10 in 14 league games so far. And if they don't address that, that could start being a problem. But they're still up there, they're still, you know, no, they're on 17 the points, they're the best yeah. of the rest, which is yeah. quite incredible, really. I think Mickey Mellon's probably trying to just set expectations with fans that listen, yeah. Yeah. we're the only promoted team, we're on 17 points, um, we're pretty much working with last season's squad, pretty much. So I think overall, after what, 12, 13 games, 14 games, it's going to be pretty chuffed to be best in the rest. Yeah. But. Um, it's not a match I'll be touching. They're seven to ten to win the match United, um, mm. which is a bit short for me for a team that's not scored in about a million games. Agreed. And yeah. over two point five goals is only four to five. I appreciate mm. Hamilton are absolutely hemorrhaging goals at the moment, but um, United aren't scoring goals. Yep, it's a no bet for me in this one, definitely. Um, it's funny how you could look at the stats. I mean, United are unbeaten in, in six. Um, <laughs> but on the flip side they've only won two of those and one was against uh, Kelty Hart so yeah I think you're right I think uh, it's it's a massive game for Brian Rice personally um, and we've seen so many times with Hamilton it genuinely wouldn't surprise me if they sneaked a 1-0 win here um, I think you're right I think nothing would surprise you with Hamilton if I was to pick a winner here obviously I probably would edge towards Dundee United with home home advantage, but yeah, it's definitely a match. Otherwise, to just ignore. Yeah. Okay, we'll leave that one as is. Uh, match of the day on Saturday is probably Easter Road, where Hibs host Celtic. Um, I think that's a bit disrespectful to St Johnson's <laughs> Motherwell, but carry on. Well, you can convince me otherwise when we get to it. <laughs> uh, Celtic bounced back last time out, uh, fairly convincing win at Fur Park, which was just what they needed. Oh, well, um, they did, didn't they? It, it is only two wins and seven. For Celtic, um, it'll be an interesting game at Hibs. I, th- I always think Hibs style of play kind of suits Celtic. Um, they kind of play a wee bit more expansive, which gives Celtic the opportunity to play the game a wee bit. So yeah, it should be quite an interesting one. I think um, definitely what the doctor ordered wasn't it at Fur Park for Celtic. Yeah. Yeah. It was a massive, massive win for Celtic that game, especially going into the international break. I actually think Celtic here look very backable. I think 8-15 to 15 is probably the biggest Celtic I've been at Easter Road in quite a while. Um, I watched Hibs v Dundee on Sunday and I, I must admit, they ended up winning the game 4-1. But I wasn't really that impressed and I, I have been in that impressed by Hibs for quite a while now. They obviously lost two hearts in the Scottish Cup. Do you think it's a case that the expectation's too high on Hibs as well? Possibly. Possibly. I think they're still sitting fourth. They're still right behind Aberdeen. Still been a very good season. A really good points return so far. But I think having watched a lot of them recently, just, they're just probably missing a bit of cutting edge. They then lost to Aberdeen up at Pataudry 2-0. And it was yeah. probably one of the worst games of the season so far. Um, I looked at this game for corners. So as you know, I do like a, a home side v Celtic Rangers at home for corners. Mm-hmm. You can get 8-11. to 11. On Hibs to hit four. Okay. I think they will do that. They play with a lot of width. I think Martin Boyle will probably cause himself to defence a lot of problems. So I wouldn't be surprised to see them hit um, four corners here. Eight to eleven is a little bit short. Um, have you got four to five? Possibly we might have taken that on. But I think, as you said at the start of the podcast, every game for Celtics must win. <laughs> um, 
Yeah. No, no room for any error. If they lose this or drop points, Rangers could go 12 points clear, which is actually unthinkable to be going 12 points clear. It's only November, albeit yeah. Celtic yeah. have two games in hand. So I do think it'll be a tough game for Celtic, but I think 8-15 to 15 is a decent price for me and I'm happy just to back the, the Celtic win and double that up with uh, a second bet in the St. Johnson Prima of the match. Okay, yeah, I think Neil Lennon in the last chance saloon, do you think, with a lot of Celtic fans? I think anything other than a win from here on in, in most games, we'll, we'll see him being put under severe pressure. Yeah, I think the minute they lose a, the minute they lose any more points, then it's going to be pressure time again. Mm-hmm. And I think that's why that 4-1 just gave him a bit of breathing space, allowed Celtic fans to calm down a little bit. <laughs> um, yeah. And it's allowed them to regroup, to come back after the break, and I just can't see Hibs um, getting anything from this game. I think Celtic looked really good against Motherwell, and I fully expect them to get to, to get the win here on Saturday. Uh, a three o'clock kickoff is a very strange <laughs> Celtic kickoff time. Yeah, when was the last yeah. time that happened? Who knows? Long time ago, probably. <laughs> but uh, yeah, it doesn't happen very often. Um, but yeah, I think Hibs have got a fairly decent record against Celtic at Easter Road. Of, uh, only lost two of the last five, so it's not a place that Celtic have found particularly easy to go and get results and uh, results at. Um, so yeah, we'll see how that one goes. You're you're quite keen to take Celtic on at that price at eight to fifteen as part of a double. Um, and the other game that you want to double that up with is the one that we'll talk about next. That's St Johnston v Motherwell. Yeah, so match the day in Scotland from um, <laughs> the park. Um, so these two sides for me probably look like the two most likely teams to take top six I'm pretty sure United and Kelly will have something to say about that uh, I just think over the course of the season um, the cream always rises and I've you got talking about Motherwell that, uh, <laughs> yeah Motherwell um, should sneak into that top six come the end of the season and I think St Johnson have got a very good chance I don't think there's any outstanding candidates really in the bottom eight sides I think you look beyond Hamilton, Ross County, St Mirren. Um, I've not been that impressed by Kilmarnock. I think Livy are struggling this season. So potentially you're looking at two top six places up for grabs between Motherwell, probably Dungeon United because they're currently there. St Johnston, maybe Kelly if they sort themselves out. Mm-hmm. So there's not much between these two sides. I think we've got a fairly good record at home against Motherwell. Um if you take out Motherwell's two games against Celtic and Rangers, they've actually won their last four games in the league. They've beaten St Johnston, Aberdeen, Ross County 4-0, and they won 2-0 away at Livy. It's a bit unfortunate, kind of squash between those four games. They played both sides of the old firm at, yeah. at home and got hammered, uh, yeah, 4-1 I, and 5-1. I was actually prompted to have a wee look at the fixtures that Motherwell have got coming up. Um, and after this weekend, they've got four at home. In December, I think part of Motherwell were sitting what seventh, seventh in the table. Yeah, part, joint, part of joint. that is just the run of fixtures that they've had. To be fair, they got off to a really poor start, and they've just not really managed to get a, a decent run of momentum going. I suppose um, so. They might have a wee chance to do that come December uh, with a few games at home. Uh, I think one of the games is away to Ibrox actually, but they'll certainly be willing to take as many points as they can at Fir Park. Yeah, that's probably what it used in momentum. And that's probably been the most frustrating thing for punters over the last couple of months. There's just been no momentum at all. 
you come back from an international break, then three weeks later, they bugger off again. Yeah. So it's great to have three and a half months of just domestic football, which is great. So in terms of this game, very difficult to call. I think both sides are in decent form. We're unbeaten in seven. Um, qualify for the Betfred Cup. I think at the moment, looking at this game, in terms of the angle, I think I mentioned Kilmarnock to hit five or more against us at evens in the last game. Um, looking at Motherwell, Motherwell have actually got the second best corner count in the, in the league. Only Rangers have hit more. They're hitting 6.2 team corners per game. And interestingly, they've actually got the best away record in the league. They've hit 31 corners in five away matches. So by my maths, that's 6.2 uh, team corners per game away from home, which is really strong. Yep. So I think looking at this one, I think it'll be very competitive, a really close game. I expect Motherwell to be well in the match. And I think for them to hit four corners is more than achievable. I actually think they could hit five or six potentially. But I think over 3.5, Motherwell Corners doubled up with Celtic to beat Hibs. Pays a nice 11 to 10 with bet 365. Have you got any prices on the Motherwell uh, Corners upwards of? Yeah, so I think it's a bit higher. I think you're needing five at possibly 8 to 11. So it wasn't great. So I think we've had to look at alternative markets here. Um, and that's why I've come up with a double for, for this game. So yeah, um, four or more corners from other was eight to eleven, five or more is six to four. Uh, at a push, I, would, I think Mother will look decent value here at two to one to win. And I know you'll probably argue against me because you're a St Johnson fan. No, no, but... I think you said that about Kilmarnock last time. <laughs> <did that work>? <laughs> <laughs> yep, touche. Uh, I, I just think the Premier Premiership. There's, there's nothing to choose so between tight. these teams. There's really so nothing between the sides. Take away Hamilton yeah, and St Mirren. <laughs> maybe Olivia as well. But see if you're getting two to one, I kind of think you've got to take it. You'll probably end up profitable. Yeah, they're um, in good shape, Motherwell. By the end of the season. Tony Watts signed up on a long-term deal as well. Mm-hmm. Um, it's actually good to see him actually find a home. Yeah, He's just a bit of a hobo, hasn't he? He's been a bit settles down and gets his career on track, yeah. So it's a good it's a good capture from Motherwell. I think they've got a decent team as we know. Um, two to one is a very good price, I think, for them. But we, sh- we should also mention Stephen O'Donnell and Declan Gallagher, who have been excellent uh, for Scotland in the past week as well. And they have. They'll no doubt go back with their tails up um, to Fur Park, and yeah, just, they, they certainly deserve a mention. No, definitely they've been great for Scotland, and I think obviously as part of that back four for Motherwell, um, it's probably no surprise that they've started to come on now over the last probably month or so yeah. um, and as you say this will be a game they'll be looking to get three points from yeah okay so just to recap then the bet is Motherwell to get three or more corners uh, Motherwell over 3.5 so because sorry, it's bet 365 over 3.5 so Motherwell four or more corners added to Celtic to win it and that pays 11 to 10 as a double at bet 365 yeah okay also on Saturday, we've got Kelly at home to Ross County. Now, I said to you pre-podcast that Kelly at 3-4, I think, look decent value. You disagree? I disagree, yes. I think 3-4. I think this is a game in which Kilmarnock fans will be fully expecting them to win this. Um, I think if they fail to win this game, I think we'll start to see the daggers out again on social media for, um, for Dyer. I think Ross County have actually had a decent 
couple of weeks, to be fair. They've only won one in the, once in the last 12 league games. And as we know, they had a good start to the season. Um, they got a point on the board at home to Livingston, last time out in the league. And since then, they, they won both their League Cup games quite comfortably. 4-1 against Elgin and 3-0 at home to Stillen Albion. Um, yeah. Ollie Shaw Who has won his last three games now. We should point uh, out both of those teams on the bottom tier in Scotland. So let's not get carried away They are, but conference is confidence. Let's not get carried away. Unbeaten in three, um, scoring goals. Ollie Shaw is starting to find the net. He's 3-1 to any time, actually, which I think if Ross County will score... It will come through either Ollie Shaw or, or Ross Stewart. I think Ross County are in a, a decent place here. They'll make things very difficult. They'll probably rack up a couple of bookings anyway. Now, I'm not suggesting that Ross County will leave with anything from this match, but I think looking at their corner counts, they're actually pretty impressive in terms of the corners they've been hitting so far. They got eight at Dundee United, I think, in their last away game, six at Motherwell, five at Livingston, and four at St Mirren. So there's definitely an angle here, I think, on, on North County. Um, still deciding, obviously, what the, what the angle's going to be. But I think looking at Kelly as well, Kelly have conceded four or more corners in their last nine games. So each of their last nine games, they have conceded at least four corners. And in eight of those games, they actually conceded five or more. So there's definitely an angle here, I think, for North County corners. Um for me, I'm not overly impressed at 3-4 for Kilmarnock. I know that you think it's a good shout, but I would probably stay clear for me anyway, and I'll try and find an edge or an angle on Ross County. Yeah, I'm, I'm, on the channel. I'm still prepared to cut Kilmarnock a wee bit of slack on the basis that the majority of their defeats have been to <laughs> their bogey team, St Johnson, <laughs> who's now beat them twice, but... Their defeats, two to Rangers, two to Hibs, one to Aberdeen, and uh, the Drew with Celtic. So those are it's games a massive that... game for Kelly, I must admit. It's a really, really big game. If they want to try and keep in touch with United and kind of get towards top six, yeah. these are the games they, 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 they absolutely have to win. Yeah. So I, I'm kind of going on the basis that the games that they've kind of lost points in, you'd, you'd almost expect them to have lost points in. And I think there's likely to be um, a split between top six and bottom six, and I kind of see Kilmarnock in that top six or very close to being in that top six and Ross County not being in that top six. So that's where I'm kind of coming from in terms of the three, four. I'd probably like it a wee bit bigger. In fact, you can get some 17 to 20 at Betway. Um, but if you if I was pushed, then that would be I'd be more keen to side with Kilmarnock than Ross County. Yeah, I, I'm probably best left alone for me. I think... Ross County for a decent couple of weeks, albeit they have played lower league opposition. Um, but I think what puts me off here with Kelly is actually probably the, the, the price. I think yeah. it's very short. That's fair. Four. That's fair. Okay. We can discuss um, this in next week's podcast and we can we see can. How, he, how he turns <laughs> out. <laughs> I'm sure we will. Uh, okay, last game on Saturday that we want to touch on or in the, Premier, in the Premiership is Livingston v St Mirren and... <sighs> For some reason, bookies still aren't pricing up some winning games. I thought it was a game less, but um, I think the bookies thought they um, they folded again. Do, do you know? Thought, I, they I, went into a it feels like it, but that's been the last. I know they had some games uh, cancelled and whatever, but the last couple of weeks, uh, bookies have been really, really slow to price up some winning games, if at all. But um, I, to be fair, I don't blame them 
for this no. one. I have absolutely no idea how this one's going to go. Livingston at home, I think their invincibility at home is kind of finished now. They've lost quite a few games at home this season, Livingston. Um, they lost to Motherwell. They lost to quite a few sides, actually. I think three or four games have lost so far. They've lost to Motherwell, Kilmarnock, Hamilton and Hibs. Yeah, so four defeats. Uh, they probably didn't lose four games at home last season at all. So I couldn't back Livingston at home. St Mirren just not scoring goals. I think their last game in the league against Dundee United, I think we said that had 0-0 written all over it. Um, yep. It was a no bet, and I think again that's definitely the case here. I would just there's enough to, to interest us this weekend to not even bother looking at this game. Yeah, we kind of joked pre podcast that St. Martin hadn't had a penalty this season, is that right? But Willie Collum is the man, the, the referee <laughs> in this one, so this, <laughs> this might be their best chance. Uh, well, I think to get a penalty though, you one need to play some matches, that always helps. Yes, and I think you also have to get into the opposition's box. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, that's probably why they're bottom. To be fair though, St Johnston are also bottom of the um, penalty table. We've but not had a penalty in the league yet this season either. St Johnston don't need them. I mean, they are forum team in Scotland. Yeah, we're just free, free flowing. We score from all all areas of the pitch. <laughs> they're unbeaten in what seven or something like that. Unbeaten uh, seven, not bad. Yeah, so not one to get involved in uh, at Livingston on Saturday. On Sunday, might as well finish up with the Premiership. We've got Rangers at home to Aberdeen and the Rangers juggernaut just keeps continuing to run away with itself almost. Um, They are, what, nine points clear of Celtic. They are 12 points clear of Aberdeen, um, albeit with a couple of games in hand on both. Um, Hugely impressive. Now, win v Hamilton last time out, they were actually disappointed to come away from Lisbon um, with a 3-3 draw against Benfica. Um, conceding late on um, <clears throat> there's just no sign of them letting up No, this is probably one of their toughest tests of the season so far I think outside the Celtic game Aberdeen, as we said last time are actually having a really good season they, I think not surprisingly because obviously Aberdeen are always up there kind of challenging third place every every season but I think given how they started the season off Aberdeen um, and the fact that they lost Cosgrove, um, they probably short numbers actually, attacking wise. They've actually had a terrific season. I, I still don't see them getting anything from this game. I think a Rangers side who have kept a living queen sheets in 13 games. But that said, if anyone's going to break that record, then Aberdeen could. Um, yeah, I think it'll be one way traffic again. I think Rangers will probably control the game. Um, and it's got another look of a kind of another two 0 win for Rangers for me, but from a betting angle, two players who I've talked a lot about this season, and quite rightly, is our our sorry, Lewis Ferguson and Ross McCrory. So I think I've mentioned them twice now in two games. Lewis Ferguson got booked in both, and Lewis, um, Ross McCrory trapped for us once. In the middle of that pitch, Lewis Ferguson, I think, has been booked in six of his last 11 games for Rangers. And he's on five bookings this season. And Ross McCrory is on six bookings for the season. He also got booked again midweek on international duty for Scotland under 21s. Mm-hmm. So ex-Rangers player going back to Ibrox, point to prove they're going to be in that middle of that pitch, probably doing doggies. So they're not going to get much of the ball. <laughs> Um, so I would not be surprised to see both of these players get a booking. 
be keen to see what price we'll get. Um, I, I don't have a preference at the moment between mm-hmm. the two. I, I'm probably edging towards Lewis Ferguson just given his record in this match. Um, but I'd be really keen to see what sort of price we get. Is this match on TV on Sunday? I presume it is. It's a twelve o'clock kickoff. Is it so, yeah. great? So we'll, we'll get. We should get card markets up then. Hopefully tomorrow, or if not Friday at the very latest. Yeah. But in terms of betting angle, I think both those players look good for a booking, and it's probably quite a nice eight to one, nine to one double for both to be booked. Yep. But I'll yeah. I'll post something on the channel, um, once I get some places. Okay, um, we've kind of spoke quite a few times about Rangers winning to now. Obviously, the clean sheet record backs that up. And as I said earlier on the podcast, Rangers were four to five to win to now via Hamilton. They're eleven to ten um, to keep a clean sheet and win against Aberdeen. And that, I, it's just not a bet I can get involved in this week. I think Aberdeen are one of the more likely teams to go and score at Ibrox, um, and I just think eleven to ten is too short. Yeah, you know my views on... Yeah, it's not a bet you like, yeah. It's just not a bet I like either, but... Um, it's and I think as well, well given, the, given the fact Rangers have kept so many clean sheets, they are playing a very good side. Um, they've got attacking options and attacking threats. So it only takes a mistake, a bad refereeing decision, a deflection, or a wonder strike to break that. So I, I think... I'm not expecting Aberdeen to score, but I wouldn't be surprised if they did. But I think everyone will probably be expecting Rangers to win this game, um, but probably by a couple of goals, probably. Yeah. Okay, so it might be a card angle for you, a player card angle, but we'll see what the prices are closer to kick off, and uh, you'll be posting those on your Telegram channel if you fancy them, yeah? Yeah. Okay, that wraps up the Premiership. Um, we'll dip back into the Championship. Uh, there's another four games on Saturday, but none of them particularly oh, stand out from a betting point of view. Do they? I actually don't. I actually, the whole Championship League doesn't really excite me at all this season. No, it's difficult. I, I guess as well, having a massive favourite in the league like Hearts, there's, there's probably not a lot between the sides. Mm-hmm. I think um, the game that's really difficult to call, I think, is Dundee's trip to... Yeah. Air. Yeah. Like Dundee have a pretty poor start to be fair. Um Dundee should be a side in that league you'd be back you want to back. Mm. The big club, they've got well, say they've got money, they probably don't have any money anymore. They've got a decent enough squad. But they sh- they should be going to air and winning that game. Yeah. But air have recruited well the season so far. Um it's not a match I could I could get involved in. And I think Queen of the South concede far too many goals for their game. Um, they do score. I think um, Stephen Doby will probably hit what fifteen goals again at least this season. Yeah, probably yeah, twenty. Yeah. And that's probably a bad season for him. He's obviously just getting a little bit older now. I think he's what thirty-seven this year, thirty-eight. No idea. I think he's fairly approaching forty. Um, it's a really tough league. A really tough league. Um, Morton as well. The Morton game's a tough one to call as well. So for me, it's just that yeah, just leave the championship alone for now. Yeah, nothing stands out there at all. Um, but into League One, <sighs> League One is going to be our league this season, isn't it? League One, and uh, League Two, League One, and League Two. Yeah, we, we really like to look at those. Um, we've kind of touched on Clyde already this season, and they have really disappointed. I think we expected bigger things from Clyde so far. They're even money to win at home in Montrose, and I know you you're keen to oppose them. 
I have to impose them, absolutely. I think um, they start the season really well. They, they beat Thistle 1-0 at home. They were doing okay. They then lost at home to Peterhead 2-0. And that was a bit of a... Right, is that, is that a freak result? Mm. Not a freak result, sorry, but it, it was a surprise. They then went to Dumbarton and lost 1-0. So as soon as that happened, one of them was kind of pleased. For um, I think they cost us a nap on Saturday yeah. <laughs> to Peterhead. So that was then completely removed from my book of teams to look at. They then got battered 5-0 at Airdrie. And they then lost both Betfred Cup matches. So they've lost five games in the spin. Mm. And I don't know how they can be... Well, even money's probably fair because they are the home side. But it's not a price or a, a side I can be backing at the moment off the back of five straight defeats. No, and it's kind of hard to forgive those results and say, well, you know, it's about time that they got a result and even money looks looks a decent price. And you know what? There will be some people who probably back them blind at the weekend um, based on the price. But I think, as you say, it's hard to kind of justify it. Yeah, there's no justification at all. Anybody black and Clyde this weekend is just hoping they win. Mm. Yeah, um, but game of the day in the weekend in the League One there looks to be Falkirk v Cove Rangers and that will tell us how far Cove have come and um, it may have a, a bearing on how things stand at the end of the season. Yeah, I think this is. I'm, I'm not saying this is a free hit for Cove, but absolutely all the pressure here is on Falkirk to win this game. They'll be yeah, especially to win the game at home. Especially the start that both sides have made. You know, Cove. I think they've won. They've won all four. Falkirk have, have drawn two. Therefore, um, so yeah, it, it's not a must win. Yeah, but um, it's certainly, if Cove go there and win, then it sends out a real signal to the rest of the league, doesn't it? I think if Cove go there and win, I think you can probably say that Cove are absolutely up there in terms of title challengers mm. and the credentials to win that league. I think we expected Cove to probably sit in behind Thistle and Falk at the season, get into the playoffs, they've got a very good squad. Uh, Paul Hartley's done a good job up there. But if they get a result on Saturday here, then you've got to say that in without a really good shout. Yep. Obviously, season's just begun. We're still at early days yet, but I couldn't separate these two. This has probably got a draw written all over it. Um, really difficult to separate these two sides. Yep, again, another one that we'll just keep an eye on. But your bet of the weekend, and I hope people are sitting down for this <laughs> one because it involves Partick Thistle. I can't believe I'm doing this. So this might, that- this might be a first for you. My nap initially was going to be the Celtic Motherwell Connors double. Yeah. I had it written down in brackets, nap. Then I've kind of sat back and had a look, obviously, through the leagues and through through um, League One. And I just think Partick Thistle at home, 8-15 to 15 against East Fife. So let's, bear with me, bear with me here. <laughs> so Partick Thistle, obviously, the fact they're playing in the third tier of Scottish football it's pretty embarrassing. Um, they've not had a great start. They have played two home games, though. They beat Airdrie 2-1, which is a much-needed win, actually. I think Airdrie took the lead in that game, actually. Yeah. And yep. they drew 2-2 with Falkirk in their last home game. So that's against two sides. Falkirk should be their main challengers for the league. And I think Airdrie, we're happy to say, will probably be in the playoffs come the end of the season. And they also lost, obviously, lost at Cove, courtesy of a 90th minute Rory McAllister goal. I think at Fur Hill, though, against East Fife, 
I think you've got to fancy Thistle to win this game. They've got some good players. They've obviously got Brian Graham. He should be scoring 15, 20 goals a season quite easily. I think Brian Graham could probably do a job in the Championship um, quite easily. He could probably still play for like a Hamilton, probably, in the Premiership. But they've also got Blair Spitt. Oh, they've got Cardell. I just think they've got a decent squad, Thistle. They are probably severely underperforming so far. I think four points from the opening four games. Is it four games they've played so yeah. far? Yeah. yeah. Four, a four-point haul from four games is just not acceptable. This is the perfect game, I think, for one Thistle to get their season back in track, and it'll probably give Ian McCall a bit of breathing space, because I certainly think there's some daggers out for him after that cold result. Yeah, but I, I guess anything other than a, a, a win here puts him under severe pressure as well. And he should it? be, absolutely, yeah. should be under pressure if they fail to win this game. East Five have had a kind of okay start. They have lost both away games though. They lost two 0 at Falkirk, and they lost two one at Cove. And I can see this being a kind of replica of that. I can see Thistle winning this game comfortably by two goals. It's got the look and feel for me of a 2-0 Patrick Thistle win. Ideally, it's more. Um, but to get 5-6 to six on Thistle to win the game and for Thistle to score two goals, I think it's a really good shout. I think we can probably forgive their early season form. I think if you look at their home form, it stacks up pretty well. Beating Airdrie, drawing with Falkirk. East Fife are not in the same league as those two sides, I would say, this mm. season squad-wise. Yeah. Um, and they've lost both their away games to kind of part of this was rivals. So happy to take this. Brian Graham should have got the score sheet here. And this will to win. And this will to score two goals. It's five to six with Bet365. And that will be this weekend's Scottish football nap. Yeah, I think that's a good find. Um, Thistle are eight to fifteen. Bet three six five. We can get three to five on them to win at William Hill. So combining that with Thistle to score a couple of goals for Hill at five to six, I think that's a very good find. Um, and as I say, I think they really need to start getting some wins on the board. Yeah, what what we'd say is if Thistle feel to win this game, I will be champion. The um, <laughs> Ian McCall must be sacked campaign and um, I won't be kind on social media to anyone connected to Patrick Thistle. <laughs> well, let's hope the hashtag McCall out isn't trending by five o'clock on Saturday. <laughs> Hopefully not. Okay, we're going to dip into uh, leagues two now and um, yeah, as we touched on, this looks like a, a fairly interesting league this season. Um, bit of a mismatch by the looks of it with Queen's Park at home to breaking. Queen's Park is short as one to five at home to breaking. That's a game that Queen's Park should win. Yeah, it's really just a case of how many goals um, Queen's Park score. I'm not sure if Beacon have appointed a new manager yet. Probably not. I haven't seen anything anyway about a new appointment. Um, they did get a victory, didn't they, breaking a few weeks ago, but they then went out and lost their next game uh, quite comfortably. I think they were, they were defeated in their last match, breaking. So Simon Murray's back playing for Queen's Park. I think he played in a friendly this week and I think he scored. I didn't realise he was actually out injured for as long as he was. It was a really serious knee injury I think he had. So I think for me, it's probably a quite a comfortable um, home win. Probably Queen's Park to win the match and over 2.5 match goals. 
probably looks like a decent shout as well. Yeah, that's priced up at five to six, and actually had that bet written down as uh, my own bet for this game, uh, Queens Park, and over two and a half goals, which looks like the best way of getting some value out of this fixture. Yeah, I would say so. Obviously, breaking shipping goals for fun this season, and they're probably playing the best side in the league, especially from an attacking perspective. So, would fully expect Queens Park to, to score three goals here. Um, I think breaking do score goals in their games. So they're very capable of getting a consolation. But I think there should be a really comfortable uh, home win. And that's reflected by the fact that um, Queen's Park are 1-5. to five. Yeah, yeah, very short price. Elsewhere in that league, um, I quite like the look of Edinburgh at home to Stranra. Now, <laughs> the last two podcasts have gone against <laughs> Stranra. Um, first week at what? They, they conceded a late goal and lost. But since then, <laughs> um, they've actually... They're unbeaten in three games. Uh, they've won to the drew with their local rivals here, um, eventually losing on penalties in the Betfred Cup. But um, Stranraer fans can definitely thank me for the turnaround in their season so far. <laughs> but I'd be quite keen to take them on um, at Ainsley Park, where Edinburgh are 21-20 to 20 to win at home against Stranraer. And I think Edinburgh, with designs on probably trying to get up again this season, uh, these are the kind of games that they're going to have to win at home. Yeah, absolutely. I've- I was probably expecting a little bit more from Edinburgh this season, I must admit. Um, but they, they, they did beat Elgin, I think, in their last home game, or recently anyway. Yeah. Which is probably a good marker for where they'll be coming into the season. Um, I think your vendetta against the Nars is completely unfounded, to be fair. <laughs> Unbelievably, it was just based on the fact that I think they hadn't won for over a year. Now, of course, they're unbeaten over 90 minutes in three games. So, uh, yeah, hopefully things will return back to normal at the weekend. And I just think that when being the right side of even, Sendra, a little bet worth taking on. Yeah, I think at home, I think Edinburgh City should be up there towards probably fighting for second or third place behind Queen's Park um, come the end of the season. So I don't think it's a bad shout. Mm-hmm. I guess the only thing that put me off, obviously, is the fact that Stranraer have found a... Turned into world beaters, yes. Indeed. <laughs> Indeed. <laughs> weeks. And that always kind of puts me off and the team get a bit of momentum. But I think the 21 to 20 is probably quite fair, actually. It's worth taking on in my book. OK, last but not least, we're going to have a wee look at Stirling's home game against Elgin. And you think the bookies have got this price round the wrong way? Absolutely. Definitely 100% round the wrong way. So, Stirling Albion... Eight points in their opening four matches, two wins, two draws. They're at home. They're playing an Elgin side who have lost their last two games in the league. To be and fair, both, those those two games have been against Queens Park and Edinburgh City. Well, I think Edinburgh City. I think the way Stirling Albion have started the season, though, I think there's. I, I don't understand why Stirling Albion are thirteen to eight to win this game, and well. Elgin are favourites at thirteen to ten. Yeah, I'll give you that. Still, Albion's one of their wins was against Brecon, which is a bit of a gimme for most teams. I think it's well worth pointing out. Queen's Park went to Stirling Albion True. on the opening day of the season and fought it a nil-nil draw. Yeah. So I just think for me, price-wise, Stirling Albion should be famous for this game, given home advantage, and the thirteen to eight for Stirling Albion to win looks quite big. Probably a little bit late. In the day, I think at the start of the week, I posted on the channel that Sterling Albion to win was 95. But looking at an angle at that point, Sterling Albion to score and double chance, I think it was 4 to 5. 
So that is an angle I could pot- still potentially look at. They're seven to ten to to score and not lose the match. So it's not that far off four to five to be fair. Yeah. Um. So I'm just deciding on the angle for this match, but it will definitely involve Sterling Albion. I think they start the season really well, and I think they're overpriced here to be to be Elgin. Okay, so is that when you're going to save up for the channel? Yeah, the, I'll save that for the channel. Ahead. I'm just going to do a little bit more digging and work out what the best angle is uh, for this game. I, I might very well take Stolen Albion to win the match at a very decent price of 30 to 8. Yeah. might be bigger elsewhere. Yeah. Okay, I think that's as more than done enough in terms of covering this weekend's fixtures across Scotland. So can you just give us a wee recap then of your best bets on the podcast? Yeah, so for Saturday in the Scottish Premiership, I'm taking Celtic to beat Hibs at 8-15, to and I'm doubling that up with Motherwell to get four or more corners against St Johnston, and that pays an 11-10 to double with bet 365. Um, then moving on to Ross County, um, this, will one, this will be one I share on the channel. Um, quite keen on Ross County corners here, but very few bookies have got this placed up yet for team corners. Only bet three to five do so. I'll be having a look at other bookies um, for Ross County corners come later in the week, and I'll share that on the channel. Um, moving into League One and this weekend's Scottish nap, I for my sins I'm taking Partick Thistle to to beat East Fife and to score two goals, which I think is a really good place of five to six, and that's my weekend nap. Best bet of the day, and that's with bet365. And finally, I'll have something in the Stirling Albion v Elgin match, and they'll have an angle on Stirling Albion. And I guess one, just for this podcast, and we're doing it anyway, on the channel, um, Lecce have been really good to us so far this season. Mm-hmm. Recently um, relegated from Serie A, they have been absolutely battering in the corners. Uh, we've been on them the last two matches now, I think 5-1 and 3-1 victory. For, for Lecce they're at home on Sunday Saturday afternoon uh, again just trying to work out the best angle here I think Elgin Elgin um, Lecce are, are in good shape and <laughs> I'd, li- they can... I'd like to see Lecce <laughs> v Elgin to be fair a cracking match um, I think Lecce can win this game and there's definitely merit here on, on backing uh, Lecce corners potentially match corners so again that's another one I'll, I'll share on the channel um, later in the week Okay, uh, I'm going to stick my neck out and take that Edinburgh 21-20 to win um, at home to Stranraer and if Stranraer win then I promise it'll be our last Yeah, if Stranraer win I won't allow season. you to even discuss Stranraer <laughs> on the podcast ever again <laughs> Okay, so that's us for this edition of the podcast plenty to get stuck into this weekend um, further tips will be available on Greg's channel for those of you who subscribe there if you don't already subscribe then you should sign up you can go to gambler.co.uk for all the details there and um, we should also mention that you had a super nap which we a new phrase a new hashtag that we've coined over the weekend um, and it won so, yeah so I think obviously given the way the last two international breaks have gone I was very careful in terms of what I put up on the channel this month yeah. uh, during the break but the great thing for us was it was the final so it was obviously the Euro 2020 playoff finals and one match just jumped out at me which was the um, was it Georgia versus North Macedonia um, final essentially and we were getting 
11 to 21 to 20 on both sides to get two or more cards. Now, if anyone's followed the Nations League or sides in that kind of tier of kind of Group C and Group D, the volume of cards is just quite incredible. Yeah. And it's probably something that went under the radar probably in the kind of September and October qualifiers. But it's something I definitely kind of scoped in on um, last week. Really fancied it. Confidence was really high in that bet. And rather than just putting up the nap, um, to your point, we've coined the phrase a super nap. And that was shared on the channel. Um, and it was also shared, to be fair, on Twitter uh, quite openly that it was a bet that I really fancied. Mm-hmm. And I'm really glad that it came in. Yeah, so these are not bets that there's going to be masses of these super naps, but I think, as you say, once there's a bet that you really, really fancy, then it just gives you the opportunity to go a wee bit bigger on it. Um, yeah, there might only be one every couple of months. It just really depends what happens. Um, but it's something I'll be offering as part of the service um, for the rest of the season anyway. Yeah, so keep an eye out for those. OK, we will be recording our regular Norwegian podcast this week as well, so just keep an eye out for that. That will be available on all the usual channels. And uh, that's us for this podcast, so thanks very much for your time, Greg, once again, and best of luck with your bets this weekend. Yes, thank you, and all the best.